You're listening to The Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. I had a show in Cleveland over the weekend, and I tried doing something different because normally I fly in, I do the show, I spend the night in a hotel, and then I fly back the next day. But I had to be back early the next day for a radio interview that I was going to do in Orlando. And the best flight that I could get back was leaving at 5.40 in the morning. Why am I getting a hotel room to just spend three or four hours there? So I'm like, I know what I'll do. After the show, I'll get something to eat, and then I'll just go hang out at the airport until it's time to go. So you're just going to people watch for five hours. Yeah, yeah. It just sounded right. It sounded perfect. So I'm like, I've spent many nights without sleeping, right, when I was younger. I can do this, right? I got a phone. I got an iPad. I can be busy. And the trip, I should have known, got off to a bad start. What happened? As soon as I landed in Cleveland, I was in the second row. And the lady from the first row thought it was her right to go up and down the aisle to retrieve all the bags that they had put, I guess, behind their row because they wouldn't fit where they were sitting. So she started blocking the path of everybody. No, she started going through people to get her luggage so that she can go back to the front of the line so that she could leave. Oh, wow. And of course, I was not in the mood, okay, to concede my space. Let's just put it that way, right? So when she's trying to like bully me, I'm I'm moving, but I'm making a little scene because she's being obnoxious, right? And this is like irritating her, which is making me kind of happy. You know, that's the whole point, <laughs> you're, right? You're enjoying this. Right. And she's insisting on reaching for all these bags, right? And I'm thinking to myself, um, just wait. Just wait until at least these front rows exit, and then you can block who's ever in like fourth or fifth and be like, excuse me, let me get some bags. So you were like a basketball rebounder. You were boxing her out. You weren't letting her get to her bags. Yeah, I, listen, I can box anybody out. You know, I'm very good at boxing people out. So she's getting irritated, right? She's like, oh, this idiot is not letting me get my bags. Now, I've got my headphones on, uh, which are noise-canceling headphones, which cancel out not just noise, but like uh, noise from irritating people. So it was doing its job because I could barely hear her, right? I'm trying not to engage because, you know, I have an anger management problem, right? Right. And if you do engage, it's going to get worse. It's going to get really bad and it's going to affect my show, right? Because I got to get in show mode, right? But, you know, I still have a little bit of interest in bothering her as well, right? Okay. So she's getting mad. And then I notice that she's with her husband and she's with her grown children. These kids must be, I don't know, in their teens, right? And none of them are really stepping in to defend her because what I can hear is her complaining, but I could also hear them going, mom let's just go like let's just go and i notice that the door opens so she's dying to get the bags and get out first right so she grabs the bag and just pushes me and like exits the plane nobody follows her her family stayed behind <laughs> so they don't want to go with whatever that terror is that no, just went they're out. like Go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just go. So, of course, I leave. I exit, right? And she's yelling. She's like, this idiot. I can't believe he's on road. I don't know. It was something like that, right? My noise-canceling headphones were doing its job, right? So we get into the little tunnel, and she's walking. You know, she's walking. And she realizes that they're not behind her. So now she stops. Now, I have to pass her. So I'm like, here we go. Don't make eye contact. But now I'm wearing my mask, so I know I'm free to say whatever I want because nobody's really going to see it. Only she's going to hear it. So as I'm passing, we had an exchange of words, okay? I don't know what she said, okay? It sounded like a lot of angry mumble, but I know what I said. It wasn't very kind, okay? But it did its job. So I'm exiting, 
And of course, as I'm walking out of the terminal, I know they're behind me. So what do I do? Do I keep walking like a good person should? Do I let it go like a good person should? Huh? Like an intelligent person should? Of course not. Because I have an anger management problem. So what do I do? I stop. Because you want the argument to start. I want the confrontation. <laughs> right. I'm like that. I am a former litigator. You understand? For years, I made a living fighting in court. It's where I get my kicks, right? Right. So I stop like I'm fixing my shoe, okay? <laughs> and even my shoes looking at me like... It's no problem with me, pa. Okay, I'm fine. What are you doing? So I'm like, you know, fixing it, and I want them to pass me, and I want to know if they stop to say something. At that point, I removed my noise canceling headphones, okay, because I want to be ready. They literally surrounded her and like made her keep walking past me. So they were like her protection yeah. from you. They didn't want her to engage with no, you at all no maybe it was the look on my face you know what i mean like uh, they're like not with him don't mess with him she had her own security detail that were protecting her from me so they passed me and i'm like disappointed that she didn't take the opportunity to engage she had so much to say so now i start following yeah i start following and now the kids are looking back like uh-oh uh, mom upset the wrong guy. We got problems. Remember, I have nowhere to go because I'm there early. I have five hours before I have to go to the theater. So you found the game. You're like, yeah. I got something to do now. Yeah, I got something to stay busy. I don't have a show for hours. I'm going to follow you. And of course, they get to the point where, you know, it's a point of no return, right? Where you, if you exit, you have to basically to come back to the airport, go through security. So I'm like, oh, please make a left or a right. Don't go down the tunnel. And of course, they went down the tunnel and I stayed there at the point of no return, staring at them until I lost sight like a crazy stalker. So you waited there just to see if she would look back. Oh, because that would be oh, that would be all the reward I needed. The show went great. The crowd was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I got something to eat afterwards, which was good. It killed time. I made it to the airport around midnight. Now you think, okay, midnight, 5 a.m. is five hours. That's not bad, okay? On paper, that's not bad. You understand? Like that seems reasonable. But then you're there and your body's like, we ain't got five hours. You just did a show. You just ate. It's time to go to bed. We got 15, 20 minutes tops. And then I looked and TSA is closed. Oh, so it's one of those airports that like starts closing down. They had already closed for hours. Oh. Yeah, so it's not like I can go into the terminal and like camp out by the gate. No, I couldn't even get in. So I had to wait outside in the lobby like where you check in your baggage. Now, do they have like little restaurants or no. nothing there? No, just chairs and counters. So you have five hours of sitting in a chair on your phone because now, those aren't comfortable chairs to take a nap either. They're not meant to take a nap, which is why they have those handles over every chair so you can't lay down. Right, right? and you can't lift them like on your plane at all either. No, but at least I was able to find an outlet. So I'm like, okay. I'm going to camp out in this little chair. And they had uh, wheelchairs that were already kind of put away. So I took one so I can put it in front of my chair and I can put my feet up. I got the outlet. So I make sure I don't run out of batteries. I took out my iPad. I had some shows saved up, right? It feels like I got a good plan. By quarter to two at 1.45, I was hallucinating, okay? I had nothing left. I got, I got nothing. How am I ever going to make it? I researched Google. When does TSA open? It opens at four. 
I had to make it to four. In your head, if you get through TSA in that area, there's stuff you can do or it's just now you get to a different place. Well, you're, you can get to a different place. You know, you, you have a goal, right? You get to walk. I have a purpose other than just sitting in one spot. They have food. It's just movement. You know, I needed movement. I needed to just go somewhere. Now, didn't you find somebody to just strike up a conversation with? Who, who are you talking to? <laughs> exactly. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Why Why would I strike a conversation? Are you kidding me? Maybe this would have been your one time to be like, you know what? I got five hours to kill. Let me meet somebody new. I don't even like talking to somebody next to me on a plane, okay? I don't even like making eye contact because I don't want to give them the impression that I want to talk. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to survive. I also went without sleep one time like that years ago at a camping site. Wait, camping, camping, like no electricity, no uh, plumbing. Yes. One of those. Like straight up tent, ground. Yes. Never. How did you get convinced to do that? Because they were like, oh, let's go. It's going to be fun. Just, you know. And plus there were girls involved. So I was like, oh, okay. Ah, there's girls. Okay. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Except the girls fell asleep. Like they were like, oh, we can sleep on this. Jose can't sleep in a tent as hard as it is. So I just spent the whole night basically as night security. Uh. Walking around the tent, making sure the fire was still the fire, mm -hmm. making sure no animals were coming to eat us. Yeah. That's how I spent the night. So at 6.15, I think it was, when the sun started coming up and they were waking up, I was like, I was seeing things yeah i swear i had seen jason from friday the 13th in the lake you saw a bear yes you were like watch out there's something over there yeah everything you can think of i was seeing it that's how sleep deprived i was and i've read that when you're sleep deprived it's almost like similar to being intoxicated oh yeah your reflexes are off you know what I mean? And it shows. And that's how I was when the flight was ready to take off because I finally found a comfortable seat by the gate and I was in no hurry to get on the plane. I was that out of it. I didn't want to stay in the line. So I waited till everybody had boarded. Right. And I'm getting up. It's like slow motion. Right. And I'm heading towards the gate and I'm going to give her my ticket. And this lady turns around and runs into the tunnel yelling at somebody again. Noise canceling headphones canceled the conflict, right? And then she comes back with a mother and her daughter. I take my headphones off and she's telling the lady, you're not getting on this flight. You're not getting on this flight because you're being rude. Now that's some drama going on right there. Right. But I'm too sleep deprived to enjoy it. <laughs> Right. I'm like, what's happening? And she's like, no, you're not getting on. And the mom's like, no, why? You can't do that. You can't do that. I just I just said you were being rude because you were being rude. And she's like, well, I'm being rude. Well, now you're not getting on this flight. Right. And then the lady, you know, asked for my ticket and I shake my head. And I'm like, no, I want to see this. Right? I'm not done with whatever's happening right yeah, here. Yeah, I want to be right here when everything goes down because I'm sleep deprived, but I know this is where I want to be right now, right? So did you pretend to like look for your ticket? Like nope. you didn't know where it was? I wasn't alert enough to do that. I just leaned up against this little rail and I was just staring like I'm watching a show. And she's like, you're not getting on this flight? And she's like, oh, really? Okay. And then she looks down at her daughter and she's like, come on, Madison, let's go get daddy. And then I gave her my ticket and I'm going into the plane i'm thinking wait a minute where was dad they were going in the plane they got kicked out of the plane and they said let's go get dad why wasn't dad with them so i go i sit down and we're not leaving 
We're stuck there. And then 10 minutes later, here comes the mom, the daughter, and the dad getting on the plane. So they won. They must have won. I don't know who dad is, but dad was now on the plane. I don't know. Maybe dad was at the bar. Okay. Maybe he was waiting to be the last one to board, but he must have said something to get her on the plane. Did you inquire? Were they sitting close enough that you could find out what happened? I mean, I put my noise canceling headphones. I had one mission sleep. Now, I was able to nap, but you know when you nap on a plane like that, it is not the most comfortable nap. No. Those are not cushioned seats. It was a Frontier flight. That airline is Frontier. Low fares done right. Why would we ever want to fly another way? Even worse. Those seats do not have cushion. They have, um, what do you call that? Uh, wooden boards. Yes. Covered in a blue plastic. I was able to sleep some. Not the whole flight. It was only a two-hour flight, but I slept some. I would say maybe 30 minutes. But as soon as I got here, I knew that I didn't have that much time before I had to go to the radio station. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to sleep for like 45 minutes, right? And then I'll get going. I'll go to the radio station. So, you know, I have a Google home. That's how I set the alarm. And I said, hey, Google, wake me up in 45 minutes. I laid down. And as soon as I laid down, I heard da-da-da-da-da. That was the quickest 45 minutes of your life. I I didn't even know what happened. I must have slept 45 minutes because apparently the alarm went off, but it felt like I blinked and 45 minutes had passed. And those are the worst because you're putting your head down thinking you're going to rejuvenate yourself and come from this little gnat and feel better. And all of a sudden the alarm goes off and you're like, did I sleep? I don't think I did, but apparently I must have, right? Google thinks I did. Google saying I slept for 45 minutes. Trust me, I am your Google home. I get to the radio station. I do a, a three-hour interview. It's a part of a fundraising campaign that WUCF does, and I partnered up with Alex Diaz. Great guy. We talked in between breaks, raised some money for the station, doing land jazz. Really, really cool. The membership director, this kid named Evan, do you know what he does when he's not working at the radio station? What does he do? He reviews haunted houses. He's a professional haunted house critic. So he goes to a haunted house yeah. that somebody says this house is haunted. Yeah. So he goes in and he goes, I'll determine this. Yeah, I'll let you know the quality of the scare. Right. Does he spend the night? I mean, no, he just goes multiple times. Like we're not even mid-October and he's gone to Universal Horror Nights 10 times. Wow. And that's how, and then he says, this one's good. This one's not. Yeah. I'm going to give this four stars or five stars or three stars. And he'll go to Universal Horror Nights. He'll go to the one in Tampa. He'll go to the one in SeaWorld. He'll go to the local one, Petrified Forest, which I'm a fan of. And he frequents these all the time. Like he is a haunted house connoisseur. Did you ask him which one he feels is the best scare? Yeah, I asked him that, but not really looking for an answer because I hate Universal Studios Horror Nights. And we've talked about this on this podcast. We've talked about it in previous episodes that they killed it. They ruined it when they started putting security guards in the middle of the haunted house underneath a light. Right. So you know when the scare is coming because you see the security guard in uniform and then they're telling you, keep it moving, keep it moving, right? And you're like, what? what's the point of this? I, I know what's coming, right? And it's so packed that you can see the scare happen in front of you. So even worse, you're like, oh, that's where they're going to scare me. Right, because you line up like in a train, Yeah. right? So you can see 10 people in front of you and there's 10 people behind you. And it's it's like, why? And it's extremely expensive. You know the ticket to go to Universal Studios? You know how expensive it is? Very. Let me ask you this. Because, you know, prices vary depending on the date. If you go with your date on a Saturday night, right? That's prime time. You go to Universal Studios, you have to pay the entry fee, and then you have the option of just getting in line or getting an express pass. Correct. 
but you know that you got to get the express pass. Yeah, because you don't want to wait two and a half hours, three hours to get to one house. And they have 10 houses. Right. And you only have so much time. You're not going to spend all that money, all that time and do two or three houses. So we can at least agree you got to get the express pass. You and your date on a Saturday night with the express passes, how much money are you spending? $200. $200 what, total? Yes. Well, how do you break that down? $100 a piece. Okay. But what about the express pass? $50 more. Because so. you're getting the express pass. Okay, $150 each. $350. Is the total? Each. So $700 yes. Yes. I'm going to pay for me and my date yes. to go to Halloween Horror Nights. $130 to get in. The express pass is $220. And we haven't even eaten anything or oh, drank no. anything Oh, no, yet. you're not eating nothing, okay? <laughs> no, you're not eating nothing. You're not drinking. There's water fountains. If I'm spending $700, we're sneaking food in. Yes, for $700, I want a personal VIP person taking me through all the houses, and I go in with my date alone. Wait a minute. I thought you were going to say, I want my very personal VIP person to go with me so that they can scare that person and then I could just calmly walk through the house. So you want to hire somebody that gets scared for you. Summon your Scream Squad to Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. For only $700. That's a lot of money to spend for a couple to go to Halloween Horror Nights. And they know you need the Express Pass. Yes. Okay, could you imagine though, you're spending $700, okay, for one night to get scared. Pay me 70 and I will terrify you. Be like, okay, listen, Ellie, here's $70. You have five hours from the time we get off of work to the time we go to bed to terrify us. I will follow you. I will I will chase you. I will wait for you at your house. You know what I mean? Just give me the keys or give me the, like, the security passcode to your house, okay? Pay me $70. I'm going to make you forget about Halloween Horror Nights. For only $70. That's sad that it's gotten that expensive because I, I've been to Halloween Horror Nights since its inception in 1991. First of all, I lost interest when you used the word inception. The beginning, the first one. I know, but you, since its inception in 1991, it just sounds like a documentary. It's just a haunted house. Since it started. Okay. Since Universal started doing Halloween Horror Nights. In 1991? That's when they started. How much was it to get in? I bought a 10-pack because I had friends go with us, and I want to say I paid $30 a person. $30, and they there was probably no need for an express pass. Not then. And how long were the lines? I'd say 30, 45 minutes. How many houses? I think there was four or five back then. Okay. Do you remember the quality of the houses, the quality of the scares? They've always been good because I went to Halloween Horror Nights every year up to like 2012. And then that's when I was like, oh, I'm done with this. Why? Just because it got too expensive. Yeah. And you had to buy, like you said, an express pass. Otherwise, you're only seeing one, maybe two houses. Right. But a scare is a scare. Right? I mean, it's just loud noises and lights. I mean, I don't understand how it's gotten so expensive when the scares are the same. Because of the production that they put into it. Like, they pay a lot of actors to be on their sets there. But then don't. It's not that complicated. Like, if you were giving me a virtual headset, right? And you're like, yo, put this on. And we've got this incredible, immersive, virtual reality that you're going to go through. Okay, maybe, right? But I'm still walking around and having people jump out going boo, okay? And now I'm having to pay. $700 for just somebody to go boo where I don't expect them to go boo. And 
And sometimes you don't even have to do that. It's just the anticipation is scary enough. But I'm paying $700. You understand? Like if I pay $700, I'm going to go into these houses in a bad mood. I'm going to be scaring the people that are supposed to be scaring me. They're going to come out. They're going to see my face and I'm going to scare them. They're going to be like, huh, okay, not this guy. Huh, I quit. I feel they should limit the amount of people. If they're going to charge that much, limit it so that then we do get scared in the houses. So I don't see the scare happening in front of me. Like if they only limited to 2,500 people a night, now that would be cool. Or what Evan said that they do at SeaWorld is they only let one at a time. So like pulsing. So they'll let one wait wait next one that's different that's scary and halloween horror nights had a house like that a long time ago that was made with fences and you went in with your group and every so often a worker would close a fence and now your group got separated into two because you couldn't go it became like a maze yeah and then a little further up another fence would close and now you're only two of you in a group yeah and then it'd come to the last fence and that would close again and now you're alone mama mama I have tweezers, and one day they weren't where I put them on the coqueta. Coqueta is what in Spanish? A dresser. A dresser, okay. Right. It's funny that you chose coqueta and not dresser, but go ahead. Because why didn't you just say tweezers in Spanish? Because I didn't know the word for tweezers. You don't know how to say tweezers in Spanish? How do you say tweezers? Tweezers. (laughs) Tweezers. Tweezers. All right, so you had tweezers. ¿Dónde están los tweezers? Los tweezers. Tweezers. So... They weren't there. So I asked Lissette, I'm like, where'd you put the tweezers? Because they're not where I put them because it's not me. I always put my stuff where it belongs. So you knew instantly that they weren't there because Lissette had moved them. Correct. So she's like, oh, I thought I had put them back. And so through text, it went back and forth. Well, I'm like, you didn't put them back. You need to make sure you put them back. And well, she's wait, like, why are you lecturing her instead of just asking, where do you think you put them? Because she didn't know. She goes, I don't know. I thought I put them back on the dresser. All right. So <laughs> on the dresser, on the coqueta. Right. So you just took that as an opportunity to be like, well, before I uh, end this conversation, I just want to lecture you on uh, right. proper placement of my tweezers. Yeah. Make sure you put them where they belong. Well, then fast forward two days. And I find the tweezers by the leg of the dresser. On the floor? Yes. Okay. Well, it looks like I had removed something and I dropped them. Oh. On the leg of the coqueta. Apology forthcoming. Yes, but it hasn't happened yet. Wait a minute. Why hasn't it happened? Why didn't you immediately get on your phone and begin the apology at least via text? Because I just found it this morning. So now when I get home, I got to be like, you know the Uh, tweezers? Yeah, you're still taking a long time though. (laughs) Yeah, you're still taking a long time. There's a lot of hours that have passed. I I don't know if Emmeline would uh, let me off the hook that easily. No. She'd be like, "Uh, when did you make this discovery? Uh, This morning. How many hours have passed? Uh, Eight. And why has the apology taken that long? I'm sorry. I didn't know there was a time limit on an apology. Uh, It seems like you're too proud to have apologized when you should have, which was immediately upon discovering it this morning. I'm coming to apologize now. Ah, so this apology that's been eight hours in the making is going to be one incredible apology. Let's hear it. So, um... It's already awful. (laughs) It's already awful. You waited eight hours and you start with, so, um... Really? So, um... Let's try that again. You remember the tweezers... You remember the tweets. Can we stop? Why are you asking her questions? You're coming to apologize. You're coming to humble yourself. And now you're asking questions. Hey, you remember the tweezers you knew? Will you just apologize? Let's try that again. Got it. Sorry about the tweezers that I accused you of not putting back on the coqueta. 
Apparently, I hit him off the coqueta. Apparently? Apparently. <laughs> okay. I hit him off the coqueta, and they were right by the leg, and I didn't see him because it was underneath the coqueta. So that was my fault. You did not misplace them. I accused you wrongly. So I'm sorry for that. Okay. I'm still waiting. For what? For you to apologize for waiting eight hours. That was the apology. No, that was the apology for falsely accusing her. Now you're going to apologize for making her wait eight hours. But I wanted to do the apology in person, not by text. Otherwise, I'm doing it by text. No, okay. You know, you're going to do this in person. But then when you're done with that apology, you're going to continue it with the apology for her having to wait eight hours for it. Okay. I'm sorry for waiting eight hours to apologize. I should have woken you up. That's right. And apologized That's right. right when I found it. Exactly. Good job. Hey, everybody. This is Tito Nieves. You're listening to The Eddie Castro Show. I'm a huge fan. Oh, and by the way, tweezers in Spanish is? Pinzas. 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 I like tweezers better. Yeah, much better. Tweezers for only $700. <laughs> And that was the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. For more information on my upcoming shows, mi gente, you can go to EllieCastro.com and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. You can follow me on social media under Jose A-Rod. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Don't forget those five-star reviews. Palante. Palante.